voice of the world The sound with the beat The sound that sets you tapping your feet Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure The sound of the news, rhythm and blues Tchaikovsky swing, whatever you choose Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure Welcome to All Things Radio, your weekly radio magazine, with radio news from a national perspective, call and format changes, sports news, featured radio stations from yesterday and today, your voicemails and phone calls, as well as special guests and featured segments. And now here's your host, Bill Sparks. Educate, syncopate, radio communicate, radio, the sound of year-round pleasure. Well, hello. You'd think we'd been gone for a few weeks. I see a lot of people yeah. in the waiting room and uh, ready to listen. Okay. Good evening. Yeah, we were gone, but we were not forgotten. Hey, yeah. I, I listened to that air check. I forgot to tell you, Jeff, before the show, I listened to that air check last week. That was amazing quality. 1973, that sounded like it was from today. You know, it was amazing. Thank you, Chris. I it enjoy really getting it. You know, it's, <laughs> you know I, I look at it this way. And air checks, when you collect air checks like I do, it's like digging for buried treasure or mining for gold. And when I found this, I said, wow, because it brought back a lot of memories for me. Because I remember I happened to be home that night. and I didn't go out that New Year's. And so I could listen to WNBC-FM. So thank you very much, Chris. I'm glad that you Well, not me. only that, I wanted to tell you a little about the guy who was the host on there from Worcester. That was run by WTAG. They were the, uh, the, the big station in town. They were the NBC affiliate. They used to be CBS when I was a kid. And then they switched NBC, because they like monitor, you know, like the, all that coverage on the weekend. But anyway, Dick Smith, he had been at WORC in Worcester, which was the All Request Rock Station, which is a really cool station that I could just oh, barely yeah. get. And uh, so he had been there, and then he went to WCOP briefly, and when they were middle of the road, then I guess he went back to Worcester, and so that was really something to hear his voice. And he was more of a, he was the Housewives Live Line kind of guy, you know, he was more for the women to tend to in the morning. So him playing that music sounded perfect, because that's what he would have probably really liked to do, uh, you know, and he did it on COP and was doing it on TAG. So, and that, that must have been just like in a mall or something they had it set up in the Gall- Worcester Galleria. That's what that would have been. So that was amazing stuff. Now, I do have a, 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 that that was the, actually the second hour because that they, that started with Ben Grower at Times Square. Well, we got uh, that. We heard uh, Ben Grower, and, yep. and then and then the, and then the one from Worcester. The, but there's an yep. hour before then that came out of New York City at a place called M- Your Father's Mustache. It was a nightclub. Oh yeah, and, I've heard of that name. Yeah, and that that's also available. And I have I have I have that, and maybe we'll maybe we'll do that next year. Maybe I'll talk to Bill and see how we can schedule. Yeah, maybe we can make we, we might be able to make it a little bit longer, and maybe do two hours uh, of that. And we, we'll, we'll I'll talk to Bill about that, and we'll, we'll talk. That's something for next year. So yeah, but no, that was really cool, really cool. All right, but you want hey, Bill? Uh, you want me to uh, no? I'm going to do going? a couple things, Jeff. Number one, okay. we want to say good evening to Bernie. If I thought I heard Bernie on, he's there. here. He's here. Good. Hi, Bill. Happy hey. New Year, Bernie. Hey, sing to you and happy birthday, Jeff. Happy, yeah, happy birthday, Jeff. I don't, I don't have birthdays anymore. But I, but, but my, but Bernie, my Facebook was blowing up like you wouldn't believe. So let's see. Yeah, you, you do have these Facebook friends who wish. Yeah, Jeff's not a day over 112. He's doing all right though. What Go ahead, Bill. 72 years old today. <laughs> no, not quite. 68, but I'm not oh, complaining. 68. 68. Well, we're not far behind, Jeff. At least he can still stand up. Yeah. yeah. But, Jeff, we are going to let you give the lineup, and we've got a tremendous amount of content on here today. Yep. 
<laughs> so go right ahead, Jeff. All right. First of all, let's talk about what's happening this week. We're going to start with our radio news from a national perspective. And I think this is probably the longest radio newscast that I've done. But we'll, 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 we'll tell you all about that as the radio news goes. We'll have Jennifer Sparks call letter and format changes. Bill Sparks has a feature that's going to be interesting. It's a Larry King interview of Donald Trump from 1999. That's his feature. Wow. My, my classic air check takes us back to 1976. And who remembers the days when radio stations used to do New Year's countdowns? So oh, you don't I do. see that too much oh, anymore. Yeah. There, there are oh, a few, yeah. but you don't see that anymore. Like they and they timed it out so that it ended right at midnight, too. It was cool. Well, this is a station in Springfield, Illinois, WDBR, DBR-FM, and they're doing a New Year's countdown. My featured station segment is going to be two different set stations. First of all, we're going to travel to Wilkesboro, Pennsylvania, and we're going to listen to radio station WQFM 92.1 with a 90s till now format. And the next station is CKDX Jewel 88.5 in uh, Newmarket, Ontario. It's uh, it, the way I describe it in the air check. It's really Toronto. It's it's north of Toronto, but it does serve Toronto. And they're, they're soft variety format. And then we're going to do a little extra thing. And I'll, and I'll let Bill figure out when we're going to put that in. But we have to we have to think about a guy that was on the coffee club uh, live. We interviewed him. We, we did a two part thing on uh, all things radio. His name was Grant Hudson at CKLW. He did 2020 news. He passed away. And I know he passed away on December 16th, but they didn't publish it until now. And it came out in the radio news column that I that I follow. Passed away at the age of 76 from cancer. And so I have some of his 2020 news segments that we put together. So we're going to have a pretty busy show here. But I think all in all, I think it's well worth it. After all, we've been gone for two weeks. So, you know. That's right. I, what can They've I been you? missing us. They've been missing us anyway. It's okay. Yeah. As long as we so, keep believing well, that, Well, I've right? been missing us. I know that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, I, I, as, long as, as long as we keep believing that, hey, we keep right on going. Are you ready for that award-winning news on an award-winning guy's birthday sure. for an award-winning segment? I'm Jeff Bennett for All Things Radio, and here's what's happening in the world of broadcasting. At the Comp Exchanges in New York City and Hartford, Connecticut, we say goodbye to Radio Disney. We'll let you know what's happening on the street, and we'll begin our look at the Nielsen December Personal People Meter Ratings. Well, I'm certainly glad to be back after a holiday hiatus, but radio news certainly didn't disappoint, and you'll see lots of radio news in this week's All Things Radio News broadcast. Edicom made two changes to the radio landscape in New York City and Hartford, Connecticut. In New York City, Edicom said goodbye to Booker before the holidays, and a new afternoon drive host has been named to replace Booker, who is doing afternoons at radio station WNYL-FM. His name is Joe Brady Blum, and if that name sounds familiar, it ought to be. Joe Brady Blum had been previously doing nights at radio station WATZ-FM before iHeartMedia laid him off before the holidays. He replaces Booker, who left radio station WNYL-FM, moved to Los Angeles to work at radio station KYSR-FM in Los Angeles, California, which programs an alternative rock format, which is owned and operated by iHeartMedia. In Hartford, Connecticut, listeners to radio station WTIC-AM are certainly noticing changes to the radio landscape with the departure of Joe D'Ambrosio. Joe D'Ambrosio, as you might remember from a previous All Things Radio live newscast, was unhappy with radio station WTIC-AM. They weren't happy with him because of his liberal views and both parties have come to a mutual agreement and Joe D'Ambrosio is no longer working at WTIC-AM. Mornings will continue to be hosted by Ray Dunaway in solo mode, at least up until this point. Now let's take a look and find out what's happening on the street. What's happening in Allentown, Pennsylvania at radio station WHOL-AM and its FM translator on 106 6.9. The station was doing a talk format. However, that's all gone, and the station is now stunting with heartbeat sound effects. We'll let you know more about what format comes to this radio station in a future All Things Radio.
Radio live broadcast. Another station making changes to the radio landscape is Cat Country, 94.1 WNNF-FM in Cincinnati, Ohio. The station is owned and operated by Cumulus Media, and they've added a live local morning show, replacing the syndicated coffee show by Westwood One. The station programs a country format, and they're adding a live host of the mornings. Mornings will be hosted by Karen Van Zandt, who had been previously doing middays for the radio station. She'll work for the radio station during mornings from 6 a.m. till noon. When radio station WSTWFM fired their longtime program director and afternoon drive host Mike Rossi, they knew they were looking for someone very special for the position, and they found that someone. His name is Dave McKay. Dave McKay comes to this radio station after working for many years at radio station WPSTFM in Trenton, New Jersey. WPSTFM is owned and operated by Town Square Media, and like Town Square Media, WPST and WSTW both program a pop CHR format. Endicom is going to have to look for a new vice president of programming for music at its radio station cluster in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Gone is Shelly Easton. Shelly Easton has been working in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania since 2011. First for Beasley Media, then CBS Radio, and Endicom. But with her departure, we'll see what Endicom does in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and we'll let you know more about this in a future All Things Radio live broadcast. Folks living in St. Louis, Missouri, are noticing a new Christian radio station on 95.5 KXBS-FM. The station is owned and operated by Gateway Ministries. They call themselves Boost 95.5 with a Christian rhythmic format and will provide you with an air check of this radio station in a future All Things Radio live broadcast. They say that WRKO AM's loss is Albany, New York's gain at radio station WGYAM as Doug Gowdy will be handling mornings along with Kelly Lynch at this news talk radio station. WGYAM is owned and operated by iHeartMedia and it's ironic that iHeartMedia also owns radio station WRKO AM in Boston, Massachusetts as well. In Austin, Texas, what's going on at radio station KGSRFM? The station transmits on a frequency of 93.3 and are owned and operated by Blue Water Media. For the past few months, the station has programmed a number of different formats on KGSRFM. Hot Adult Contemporary, Adult Contemporary, and Top 40. Well, now that the holiday is over, the station is back to programming a Hot Adult Contemporary format, and the station calls themselves Lucy after Lucy Baines Johnson. And the station is back to broadcasting a Hot Adult Contemporary format along with flashback hits. We'll let you hear an air check of this radio station in next week's All Things Radio live broadcast. In Chicago, Illinois, Cumulus is tweaking its talk radio lineup at radio station WLSAM, adding an hour to the Big John Howell Show. The Big John Howell Show will air Monday through Friday from 4 p.m. till 7 p.m. Congratulations to Ann Carlini, who's the new morning host at radio station WLLZ-FM in Detroit, Michigan. WLLZ-FM programs an alternative rock format. Ann Carlini comes to this radio station after working for many years at radio station WRIF-FM in Detroit, Michigan, which is owned and operated by Beasley Media. By the time you hear this radio newscast, Tucson, Arizona will have a new radio format on radio station KMIY-FM. The station is owned and operated by iHeartMedia. They were originally playing Christmas music before the holidays. They dropped into patriotic music on January 1st, and now the station is programming TV themes. After the Sunday is over, we'll let you know what the format is for this radio station in next week's All Things Radio live broadcast. What's in the name for a radio station? Well, if you live in Providence, Rhode Island, you'll notice that radio station WWLI-FM has dropped the rock moniker from its branding. The station is now calling themselves Light 105 FM. We can't go through every single format change that has gone on for the holidays. However, Jennifer Sparks in her call-in and format changes section will let you know more about all of the format changes that have gone on during the past two weeks. However, we'll summarize some of the format changes that have gone on in some of the larger radio markets. In Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, say so long to the Alternative Rock on 92.1. The station has dropped the Alternative Rock in favor of a 90s-based format and the call has have changed for the radio station. The radio station is now WQFM and we'll let you hear an air trick of this radio station later on in this broadcast. In Amherst, Massachusetts, say so long to the top 40 that was heard on a translator on 94.3 through WLZX HD2. The station is owned and operated by Saga Communications and the top 40 has been replaced with classic hits. And in Chattanooga, Tennessee, the country format has been revamped at 
our radio station, WOGT-FM. The station transmits on a frequency of 107.9, and it's owned and operated by Cumulus Media. The station is focusing itself on a more modern country format. And in Little Rock, Arkansas, Signal Media has dropped the country format on radio station KHLR-FM and the ride moniker. The station has dropped the country format in favor of sports, and the call letters for the radio station are KBZU-FM. Finally, one radio station that hasn't changed format yet, but we're waiting for the format change to occur, is radio station WJSR-FM in Richmond, Virginia. The station is owned and operated by Summit Media, and they first started out stunting as short attention span radio, and then became Santa Radio, and the station is still broadcasting Christmas music at this point. And we'll let you know what the new format for this radio station will become in a future All Things Radio live broadcast. Now it's time to begin our look at the Nielsen December Personal People Meter Ratings. In New York City, the number one rec radio station is WLTWFM with an adult contemporary format, and they were definitely playing Christmas music. The number two rec radio station is WSKQFM with a Spanish tropical format, and finally, the number three rec radio station in New York City is WBLSFM with an urban adult contemporary format. In Los Angeles, California, the number one rec radio station is KOSTFM, definitely playing Christmas music with an adult contemporary format. The number two rec radio station is KRTHFM with a classic hits format, and finally, the number three rec radio station in Los Angeles, California, is KFIAM with a news talk format. In Chicago, Illinois, the number one rec radio station is WLITFM, definitely playing Christmas music with an adult contemporary format. The number two rec radio station is WVAZFM with an urban adult contemporary format, and finally, the number three rec radio station in Chicago, Illinois, is WBBMAM with its all news format. In San Francisco, California, the number one rec radio station is KQEDFM. That's the public broadcaster with a news talk format. The number two rec radio station is KCBSAM with its all news operation, and finally, the number three rec radio station in San Francisco, California, is KOITFM with an adult contemporary format, and they were definitely playing Christmas music. In Dallas, Texas, the number one and two rec radio stations were definitely playing Christmas music. The number one rec radio station is KLTYFM with their contemporary Christian format. The number two rec radio station is KDGEFM with an adult contemporary format, and finally, the number three rec radio station in Dallas, Texas, is KHKSFM with a pop CHR format. In Houston, Texas, the number one rec radio station playing Christmas music was KODAFM with an adult contemporary format. The number two rec radio station is KTRHFM with a news talk format, and finally, the number three rec radio station in Houston, Texas, is KLTNFM with a Mexican regional format. In Atlanta, Georgia, the number one rec radio station is WSBAM with a news talk format. The number two rec radio station is WALRFM with the number to look contemporary format. And finally, the number three rec radio station in Atlanta, Georgia, is WSRVFM with a classic hits format. In Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the number one rec radio station is WDASFM with an urban adult contemporary format. The number two rec radio station is WBEBFM, definitely playing Christmas music with an adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three rec radio station is WMMRFM with a rock format. Out of Long Island, the number one rec radio station is WLTWFM with an adult contemporary format. The number two rec radio station is WBABFM with a classic rock format. And finally, the number three rec radio station out on Long Island is WAXQFM, also programming a classic rock format. In Riverside, California, the number one rec radio station is KLYYFM with a Spanish format. The number two rec radio station is KOLAFM with a classic hits format. And finally, the number three rec radio station in Riverside, California is KFRGFM with a country format. In San Jose, California, the number one rec radio station is KQEDFM. That's the public broadcaster with a news talk format. The number two rec radio station is KCBSAM with its all news operation. And finally, the number three rec radio station in San Jose, California is KOITFM with an adult contemporary format. Finally, out of New Jersey, and that encompasses the counties of Middlesex, Somerset, and Union, the number one rec radio station is WAXQFM with a classic rock format. The number two rec radio station is WBLSFM with an urban adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three rec radio station 
station is WLTWFM with an adult contemporary format. Next week, we'll continue our look at the Nielsen December Personal People Meter ratings. Finally, let's recognize a broadcast pioneer who spent 60 years working at radio station WGNAM. His name is Orion Samuels, and he was their farm reporter. He got to the radio station in 1960 and retired on December 31st, 2020. He was inducted into the Chicago Radio Hall of Fame, and here is this tribute to this pioneer broadcaster. Before one o'clock, this is Country Fair from WGN Radio in Chicago. Here is a bulletin from WGN News just handed me. President Kennedy has been shot and seriously wounded. Kennedy was shot at just as his motorcade left downtown Dallas. Come and get this animal. <laughs> it's a shillelagh. It is indeed a walking stick. Read, read that. It says... No, no, careful. Oh, yeah, uh, believe careful. it or not, this is made from the reproductive organ of the bull. <laughs> <laughs> Very agricultural, Bob. 27 minutes after 5 at WGN. The Big O has the rest of your numbers here. March corn up 14 and a half at 240 and three quarters. Farmers looked at a 14 cent day and said, hey, better sell some instead of storing it. Are the 2% of the people on farms and ranches important enough to uh, to go after for a vote? Of course they are. The wholesomeness of America can be found in rural America, and you bet I'm going after the vote. It's one of the reasons I'm talking to you. <laughs> Governor, thank you very much. You bet. If you have any comments concerning this portion of the podcast, there are many ways you can get in touch with me. First of all, you can send me an email. My email address is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F Jeff at allthingsradio.net. Or you can send me a voicemail with our feedback line. The phone number is 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595. And hit option two for the podcast team. For All Things Radio, I'm Jeff Bennett. Bang up, Jeff. Wow. Thank you, Bill. I, I that, yeah, that would have been Christmas Eve of 60, probably, because that was a, a Saturday. So I'm thinking that that was the barn dance from uh, that Christmas Eve. And that's, yeah, that's I, cool. I, I would tend to agree with that, Chris. And, yeah. I, you know, I don't uh, make my radio newscast very long, but, I, but I, when I found this stuff, uh, I thought it yeah. was great. Um, and, oh, if yeah. wanna, and if you want to, if you want to know more about Orient Samuels, just go to WGN's website. And they have a page directed to him. There's a lot of audio on there, and uh, a very good audio is the interview that uh, Raleigh James did with Orient Samuels a few months ago. So I think you'll find that quite interesting. The Joe D'Ambrosio story is interesting because somehow, usually with with the most uh, college teams, they're hired by the school and you know so forth. But he apparently had a deal with WTIC of an over and above UConn, so he had to stop doing UConn games, football and basketball, a couple of years ago. And uh, they brought in Mike Crispino, who's done some stuff. But anyway, um, he's not as good as Joe D'Ambrosio, and he's the real voice of UConn. So I'm thinking that Joe's going to be fine. He should he, he can hook back up with ESPN because uh, he's done a lot for ESPN. And over the years, he used to be their baseball host on Sunday nights and 
and uh, he can do you know basketball and football very well. The other thing that's really sad, and I always say this when these stories come out about he's too liberal for that talk show. Hey, how about a liberal and a conservative, and if they are friendly and just sort of get along, tease each other a little bit, that would work. But you know these stations are so paranoid. Maybe things will change with all the sea changes we're having in our country right now. Well, maybe they'll look at it differently. Uh, but you know, I, I don't understand why they automatically. Some consultant told them you can't put liberal talk a liberal person on a talk station and have it work in commercial you know, radio. I, I would agree with you, but I think that they, I, I don't buy that it's just a liberal issue. I think there's more to it than we know, and I I, I don't know what that. But I just wonder. I, UConn. I, think I just UConn. wonder, Chris, if part of it is he wants to go back and do yeah. UConn again. Oh yeah, why not? I'm sure I mean, that. That's what he's been doing for years. Well, the other thing that's very disturbing, and I said I wasn't going to mention it, but I have to mention it because I know Perry will probably tell me I'm wrong. Every station format that I'm looking at in, in these in these stations, and I and I listen to a lot of them on the internet. The big thing I'm seeing, and it's and, and I'm, I'm so, and, and I'm, I'm sorry to say it, is that we're we're seeing no radio announcers. They're, the stations are yeah. saying, why do we need radio? And it's very easy to, to, to do it. There are systems, there's a thing called the store queue system, where you get up a whole setup of, for your format from Westwood One. So on a hard drive, you interface that computer with your automation, and and, and you run the radio station. And it is sad to say that this, that we're, this is what we're coming to. And if you think that because radio is making all these cutbacks, now we would have, we've got the vaccine and everything else going on, that they're going to rehire and get hire all these radio announcers, uh-uh. Yeah, there's, no. there's no real reason why they should. I well, mean, I mean... No. I would like to think that they, Even though we'd like them to. I would like to think that I'd like to, but unfortunately, that's not the way. Joe, can you unmute yourself, please? Your hand was raised. Okay, thank you very much. Anyway, um, the New Year's Eve was great. Now, what 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 I'm curious about? It's WNBC FM. FM. Correct. Uh, I know WNBC AM was was, was six sixty. Yeah. FM was on ninety seven point one. That came out of WNBC FM. Well, because WNBC FM would carry all the NBC stuff that they didn't want to carry. They didn't want to, They didn't want to put it yeah. on the AM because they were trying to do uh, trying to get get uh, younger listeners and stuff. Yeah, they they were doing adult contemporary and kind of of a semi-rock. Well, it wasn't quite rock yet, but they got almost that close. They also had a lot of sports. They had the Nixon Rangers on AM. See, what used to happen is people used to complain because the Nixon Rangers weren't on uh, AM radio in New- or in- on the radio in New York, only for road games on TV. And people would call Bill Mazur and they'd say, why Why don't you have the Nixon Rangers? Well, you guys should do it. Well, they ended up doing some Saturday night games after a while. He said, we can't ask. This is when the AM and FM were simulcasting and the FM wasn't a factor yet. He said, we can't ask our affiliates as a flagship station to carry stuff like Monitor if we're not willing to to do it so we can't do that and that's but why then, nbc fm carried monitor and that's yeah. why nbc fm was carried the other and at that time wnbc fm was a beautiful music that was a beautiful music that's format. right because they said that during the air check that's right so, but but that's why they were able to once the a they said this is a good opportunity so then they brought in the nixon rangers they uptempoed the you know they had talked for a while they uptempoed the music had music and talk it was it was a good station it really was yeah yeah so I think you're, you're going to find that's very interesting. Uh, Jerry, would you uh, unmute yourself, please? You had your hand raised. Hit star six on that touchstone phone of yours, please. Okay. Good evening, everybody. Yeah, that brought back, uh, last week's show brought back uh, pleasant memories. Uh, ben Grower there at yeah. Times Square. And, I, I, yeah, that was good. I, I was glad to hear one of those. And, of course, he did, like I said, he when Jeff and I have been talking about, he would go through and do the top two or three news stories. He talked about Watergate, talked about you know what was going to come up with the you know, peace process in Vietnam and all that. And it was right where what everybody was thinking, right at the end of the year like that. It kind of reminded 
be another big band segment. Kind of reminded me. Remember when NBC used to have the all-star parade of bands? Yeah, that's right. They I did think that, that I, went off in 70, though, didn't it? No. They, well, that's what they were doing that night. Because that was they them, had that's that what band they were doing Worcester, for New And then they went to New York. Yeah, you that's know? what they were oh, okay, doing for New that's right. Because I have another hour of that. I was just telling Chris earlier, oh. I have another hour of that. The, that. That was the hour that started at 11.55 with the countdown to the new year. But I have the hour that goes from 11 to 11.55. Uh, uh, with, the, with from your father's mustache in New York City, and uh, we'll talk to Bill about that. You know, Bill and I, we we're always con- we're always uh, consulting each other and talking. We'll we'll talk to Bill about that and see if we yeah. broadcast uh, uh, two hours next year. I'm not, oh, you know, it's more than two hours, but it's almost uh, it's almost two hours or more. And we'll talk about that and we'll see what happens next year. Okay, Jerry. Right. So if you like that, you know, and if and if you guys like that stuff, I didn't. Really but wasn't the quality good, Jerry? Wasn't that? I've never heard an air check that good. That was that sounded great. He's muted now, but it was good. Yeah. Okay. Very good. And then, by the way, I have to say, I know a lot of people who would uh, enjoy short attention span radio. I think it's perfect <laughs> yeah. for them. <laughs> you know what? You know what? You know, I didn't realize that there were so many people who listen to all things radio when we're on vacation because uh, you know I, I I had it on in the background. My daughter was over and she was watching television, so yeah. I didn't want to I didn't want to disturb her, but. Uh, so I'm glad that people enjoy it. It's, it's tough to find things, so we'll have to we'll figure that one out. So very oh, good. Oh, Jeff, Thanks. we'll we'll figure it out. By the way, Bernie, I noticed a change at ninety three point one this week. It was a small change. Lineup. Oh change. God, what was it? Oh my God, we got three hours of was well, something mock and Rob in the more from nine to noon. I oh, that's that, uh, Rob uh, Kindle. Is that his name? Yeah, and <clears throat> yeah, some girl that used to be a part of the chicks on the right. I think one chick yes. flew or something. I don't know what exactly. One chick left. One chick left. <laughs> she really. left the one on the right was on the left. Yeah, I know. And then, anyway, yeah, the one in the middle was. Uh, they bring back yeah, the morning. Drafted. Yeah, anyway. the morning guy, and he goes from twelve. The one on the right went stage left. So. Yeah. <laughs> Brady, do you have any predictions for radio this year? The only predictions I I make is that it's not going to be any better. That's not. Oh, I don't think so either. And and you know we were talking earlier. Everybody was talking about how more and more stations are, are going without people on the air and. And then I, I think about the uh, the show that you ran uh, last week, and you're in essence you're running the midnight hour of a station, and now you just wouldn't you wouldn't hear that stuff at all at midnight, just about no anywhere. Way. Mm-hmm. No way, you know. Mm-hmm. And we did have a, a guy on live uh, on on B one hundred five point seven New Year's Eve at six to midnight. So, uh, and and it was totally live, and it was crazy and fun. Cool. Um, but there there really are more and more stations just going without people. And what the, what did you guys do? What did you guys do? I mean, I know that, that you, because you talked about it two weeks ago on All Things Radio Live, about the cutbacks at your station at, uh, at, at, in Indianapolis. What did you replace your announcers with, or did they re- increase the length of the shifts? Yeah, there are some that are uh, actually running uh, longer, and uh, we actually, uh, at midnight, uh, from midnight to, to five, we don't have anybody on. And you had one so on. We had somebody. Vo- we had we had somebody voice track, but now we just do sweepers and and stuff overnight. Well, I mean, so, and, and but, again, it's the state of the industry because there's a station in Philadelphia, WOGLFM. They're oh, they're live between five in the morning or six in the morning until seven at night, and from seven at night till five in the morning, they don't even voice track. They play the oldies. They have the end, and they've been doing that for almost a year now. So I mean, it's, uh, uh, it's yeah, it's, jingles it's, and sweepers. It's, it's interesting that morning show, and I forget where it was now, was going to be six to noon. 
Well, no. And, yeah, because, because, uh, now, because this way, this way they know, can kill two birds day. with one stone. She does mornings from 6 and to 10. Middays, and, and then she does part of the midday shift from 10 yeah. to noon. So, yeah, and, and that's a long shift. But I guarantee you she's not going to be live for six hours. I no. guarantee you. No, 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 she'll, no, she'll be, no, she'll be live not. from 6 until 9, and then she'll be voice tracked from 9 until yeah, noon. That's just the way it's going. That's just the way it's going to yeah. be, Gary. So uh, no, I know that. Shit. The other thing, I, the other thing yeah. I noticed in uh, in your news segment is that there were some uh, markets that were not touched by Christmas music <laughs> at all. Not yeah, at all. I mean, and, and kind of interesting. You're, you're right. Now, for example, uh, Atlanta is one of those markets that that, that yeah, wasn't San Francisco. that, and San Francisco didn't change. San Francisco has always does. has always been that way. The only the only thing different is that we know that Coit, that's the K O I T, that's the station yeah. in third place. They're normally not in third place. And the only reason I could surmise well, that, that was during, Christmas. That was Christmas. Yeah, probably during Christmas. So, yeah. But they were not number one and number two. And it's always been no. a very news-oriented town. And so that's why you always see KQED at the top, KCBS right under them. Yeah. Or, or sometimes they flip-flop a little or bit. Or vice versa, yeah. whichever way. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know. I think it was a funny Christmas. I think that some people were depressed by Christmas music this year. I had a feeling they would be, and I think they were. I, I, don't think, I don't think we did as well this year as we normally do. And you but didn't. People because, couldn't I mean, be. When, I, when, when they, they heard that. That song, Merry Christmas, Darling, or they hear Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, it's at home for a lot of people, you know? Yeah. And when I say you didn't do as well, I mean, I think you were number, thir- number three or four. I just don't remember. I don't have it right in front of me, Bernie. But that's not normal because you're, you guys are normally number one, but I know in the last few books you've only been number two or three. So, I mean, I don't know. And, of course, again, we don't know how the sampling is, and we don't know who has the PPM, uh, the meters. Right, and, and right. that wasn't exactly. the second book for the month either, so... Um, yeah, yeah, the the books fall kind of crazy this time. So, yeah. right as a matter of fact, this is this is the this is the, the the December book. However, the next book is not the January book; it's the holiday book. Right, and so yeah. that's yeah. when we'll tell how yeah. you guys really did. Hey, we better. Uh, there's a young lady who wants to do some kind of thing called. Oh call yeah, it oh, I remember her. She insists on doing that every week. I call it. Well, Jenny, what can I say? But here she goes. <laughs> Hello everyone, I'm Jennifer Sparks and here are your call letter and format changes for the week of January 7th. KHLR-FM 106.7 Benton, Arkansas changes calls to KBZU-FM. KCUP 1230 Toledo, Oregon changes primary format from talk to classic hits and changes secondary format from news to web traffic info and changes slogan from news talk KCUP 1230 to 100.7 The Otter. KGKG 1340 Salida, Colorado changes format from classic rock to 80s hits and changes slogan from Mountain Music 102.9 FM to The Valley 102.9. KGSR 93.3 Cedar Park, Texas changes slogan from 93.3 Austin to Lucy 93.3 KKGM 1630 Fort Worth, Texas changes format from Southern Gospel to Talk and changes slogan from AM 1630 KKGM to BIN KKMC 880 Gonzales, California changes format from Religious Teaching to 
Spanish religious and changes slogan from Central Coast Christian Radio to El Sembrador Radio. KLOW 98.9 Reno, Texas changes format from adult contemporary to contemporary Christian. KRRM 94.7 Rogue River, Oregon changes format from silent to classic country. KTFS FM 107.1 Texarkana, Arkansas changes slogan from 107.1 FM 740 AM The News Authority to 107.1 FM The News Talk KTFS KTIA FM 99.3 Huxley, Iowa changes slogan from Central Iowa's Voice of Truth to The Truth KUTR 820 Taylorsville, Utah changes slogan from Truth Radio to The Truth WEAL 1510 Greensboro, North Carolina changes slogan from Big Wheel Gospel to The Light WHAZ FM 97.5 Hoosick Falls, New York changes format from silent to religious teaching and adds slogan Alive Radio Network WHNZ 1250 Tampa, Florida changes slogan from Impact Radio 1250 to 1250 AM WHNZ WPET 950 Greensboro, North Carolina changes format from Southern Gospel to Inspirational Gospel and changes slogan from Gospel 95 to The Light WWLI 105.1 Providence, Rhode Island changes slogan from Light Rock 105 to Light 105 WVJJAM 1510 Salem, New Jersey changes calls to WXCYAM KFBK 1530 Sacramento, California changes slogan from Sacramento's News Weather and Traffic Station to News 93.1 KFBK KFBK FM 93.1 Pollock Pines, California changes slogan from Sacramento's News Weather and Traffic Station to News 93.1 KFBK KFBX 970 Fairbanks, Alaska changes slogan from News Radio 970 to 970 KFBX Fairbanks KIAK FM 102.5 Fairbanks, Alaska changes slogan from Alaska's New Country to KIAK Country WXBN FM 105.5 Berryville, Virginia changes calls to WINC FM WINC FM 92.5 Winchester, Virginia changes format from format not available to contemporary Christian and adds network provider K-Love and adds slogan K-Love and changes calls to WLWX-FM WSTP 1490 Salisbury, North Carolina changes format from format 
format not available to classic country and adds slogan real country 1490 KCAD 99.1 Dickinson North Dakota changes slogan from Rough Rider Country KC99 to 99.1 KCAD KLTC 1460 Dickinson North Dakota changes slogan from Classic Country 1460 to 1460 KLTC KNRS 570 Salt Lake City, Utah changes slogan from Talk Radio 105.9 to Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS KNRS FM 105.9 Centerville, Utah changes slogan from Talk Radio 105.9 to Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS WQFM AM 1240 Wilkes Pennsylvania changes calls to WFUZ AM WTJF FM 94.3 Dyer, Tennessee changes format from Classic Country to Talk and changes slogan from Froggy 94.3 99.3 to Tennessee Patriot Network. The following stations have signed off the air. WWHN 1510 Joliet, Illinois KEYH 850 Houston, Texas KJOJ FM 103.3 Freeport, Texas KLNT 1490 Laredo, Texas KNTE 101.7 Bay City, Texas KRFD 100.1 Fleming, Colorado And those are your call letter and format changes for this week for All Things Radio. I'm Jennifer Sparks wishing all of you a good week. Wow. Thank you very much, Jennifer. I wonder if Lucy Baines Johnson likes that Lucy music. I don't know, I don't know but you'll find out next week because I'm going to be doing it next week. I'll feature them next week. Okay, we'll call Lucy up and ask her. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. They'll, do be, they'll be calling it something else anyway, so it won't matter. Yeah, yeah they don't seem to. I'm not, I'm not sure. If it was country, they called Linda Bird, probably. There you go. <laughs> do they have a, a. What kind of signals does, does 93.3 have where you live, Gary? You're in Austin. Well, where I live, they're kind of. Okay, they're they were moved in here in '86 from about from Colleen, Texas, and this site's probably about 60 miles northwest of here, so they're okay. But they've been a lot of stuff over the years. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, a I lot see, of stuff. But how many? I don't know too many stations that in the past 11 months, I'm just before this made this change, has had different formats. They were top 40, they were adult contemporary, they went back to top 40 again, they went to hot adult contemporary. Now they're hot adult. Now they they call it hot adult contemporary. It's more top 40 with what they call flashback hits. So I mean, I don't know if they know what they're doing, but hey, I'm not making yeah, the I big mean, bucks to make no, those. You know, some uh, of the other stations have been very successful. Most of the other ones have been. Uh, uh, 103.Bob FM has you know, been number one here for, you know, pretty much since they started back in 04. So, you know, KLBJ once had, uh, a, you know, very well regarded news operation and all that. But uh, so who knows what they're doing over there? It's sad to see it in a way. Well, I think we're going to see a lot more of this happening. Oh, yeah, we're going to see a lot more of it, sure. We all right, over to you, Bill. Well... All I'm going to say is we're going to play this. I've I've introed it, um, and this will 
be an interview conducted by Larry King. That's all I'm going to say about this right now. But um, let me know what you think afterwards. Hello and welcome to my featured segment for ATR Live 564. This week we're going to do a feature. It's kind of a timely feature. It does not reflect our political views for Jeff and I, but it's timely. Um, This week we heard that Larry King was battling COVID in the hospital and really, really struggling, and we hope he gets better soon. But we decided to go back and look for a feature of one of Larry King's interviews. And as you well know, Larry King did radio, WIOD, did Mutual. Um, He also worked on CNN for, what, 25 years, something like that. So I went back and pulled an interview from October 7th, 8th of 1999. Well, who does Larry interview but Donald J. Trump? So I want you to hear a part of this interview, and you'll think you're today. This interview was done while he was announcing an exploratory candidacy for his run for president as a third party candidate. And you will hear all about this. I will tell you as an aside, well, I'll wait till after the interview to tell you. Uh, let's touch a lot of bases. Uh, the first thing you keep, we keep hearing is you're going to announce in January, right? or, or make some sort of decision by January. Well, I'm going to announce whether or not I decide to run or whatever. And I, what are you doing I haven't made now? that. I mean, all that's happening now is people are coming out with polls. It was sort of interesting. The one sort of negative poll I had was on Newsweek, and they put me on the cover. So I said, how could you write a poll? How could you do a poll like this? And I'm on the cover of Newsweek. And, you know, it was just one of those things. But the polls have been unbelievable. So I am going to form a presidential exploratory committee. I might as well announce that on your show. Everyone else does. But uh, I'll be forming that and uh, effective, I believe, tomorrow. And we'll see. I mean, we're going to take a very good, strong look at it. Well, that's pretty close. Most people who form exploratory committees, that's that major step toward going. Well, it's a step. Can you say it's a major step? I don't think I can say it's a major step. I'm looking at it very seriously. I have a lot to lose, Larry. I mean... I'm the biggest developer in New York by far. I'm doing more, as you know, from being here a lot. I mean, I'm doing more than any. I'm building 90-story buildings all over the place. And we're just doing a lot. And we're doing great. I mean, the city's the hottest city. And I'm the biggest developer in the hottest city in the world right now. Other guys, you know, they run. Pat Buchanan, what is he? You know, he's not giving up anything. What's he doing? And politicians, when they run, they run from one office to another. It's the same thing. They, you know, answer different calls. I'm giving up a lot if I decide to run. So we're going to look at it. We're going to explore it. We're doing the committee, and uh, we'll see how it comes out. And the committee's going to look into all areas, talk to people, financing. But really, really, the big thing they're going to look at is, is can you win? Can a Reform Party candidate win? Because I believe I could get the Reform Party nomination. I don't even think it would be that tough. It's going to be Buchanan, and I think Buchanan just blew himself out with the book and his love affair with Adolf Hitler. I mean... You know, how he said this is beyond belief. But I really want to see if you get that 
if you get that nomination, what happens from there? If I couldn't win, if I felt I couldn't win, I wouldn't run. I absolutely would not run. I'm not, I'm not looking to get more votes than any other independent candidate in history. I'd want to win. So we'll see. And we're doing so this exploratory on. committee we announced tonight starts tomorrow. That will start tomorrow. And the decision by sometime, sometime in January. January, February, early Two, three of months in there. Right? I would say about that, yes, Larry. Okay. Are you excited? Well, I've never been inundated. You know, I've been somebody that, for better or worse, has always gotten a lot of press. I mean, I go back to the office after lunch or after an interview like this, which is an hour, and I'll have 40, 50, 60 calls from the biggest people in media wanting to do interviews. And, you know, in the meantime, I'm running a very big business. And uh, to run it well, you want to be running it. You want to be there. So I could do this all day long, but I just don't choose to do it. Well, let's get into some things. The Reform Party, by its name, means reform. You will be leaving, if you run this, to, you believe in what? The Republican Party. I'm a registered Republican. I'm a pretty conservative guy. I'm somewhat liberal on social issues, especially health care, etc. But I'd be leaving another party, and I'd be close to that party. Why? Would you leave the Republican Party? I think that nobody's really hitting it right. The Democrats are too far left. I mean, Bill Bradley, this is seriously left. He's trying to come a little more center, but he's seriously left. The Republicans are too far right. And I don't think anybody's hitting the chord. Not the chord that I want to hear and not the chord that other people want to hear. And I've seen it. Plus, I think there's a great lack of spirit in this country. What's happened over the last four years is disgusting. And I just think there's a tremendous lack of spirit. And I think the spirit has to be brought back. And it'll come through a third party. Well, I think maybe we have no choice. And I think that the third party and the reform party has done an amazing job. But it's a new party. It's very, very tough to get elected from the reform party. We know that. But it's a possibility, and we're going to look into it. Do you give credit to Ross Perot in that area? I give him a lot of credit. I think he'll go down. His legacy really will be the Reform Party, much more so than, you know, we make money. He makes money. I make money. We make a lot of money. But the legacy that he's created, the Reform Party, is a great tribute to him. And I think he'll go down, and I think he'll be given great credit for it. Pat Buchanan said he agreed with Warren Beatty. I wonder if you do. Warren Beatty said, we don't have a three-party system. We have a one-party system. We need a second party. Do you agree with that? Well, I don't think so. I, I think that... You don't think the Republicans I, I don't think, I don't think so. I think that uh, their views are different, somewhat different, but they're maybe almost too divergent. Uh, if you really know the real Bill Bradley or the real Gore, you're really talking about a very, very liberal cast of characters. And I think that the Republicans are more conservative. I think George W. Bush, real conservative. I, I think he's getting toward the middle. I think he's done a good job in sort of distancing himself from some of the radical views in the party. And I think he's, I think he's doing all right. Hey, Susan, I can't talk. I'm in the middle of a show. I've actually been an activist Democrat and Republican. I support almost equally Democrat. I really support people. I support people like uh, Senator Torricelli, who's fantastic from New Jersey, and I support oh, I the other hand, uh, Rudy Giuliani, who's been the best mayor in the but history of the city of New York, or George Pataki, who's okay. been just a terrific governor bye -bye. and a great guy. Bye-bye. Uh, you know, they, they, I just support you, people. Person. I really go for the people rather than the party. Donald Trump announcing tonight the formation tomorrow of a um, committee to look into the possibility of his running for the presidency of the United States. We'll be back with lots more. Don't go away. We're back with Donald Trump. We're going to be all over the board tonight talking about lots of issues as he announces the formation of exploratory committee uh, to possibly seek the candidacy of the reform uh, party. Do you have a vice presidential candidate in mind? 
Well, I really haven't gotten quite there yet. Uh, I guess it's just Oprah. I love Oprah. Oprah would always be my first choice. Oprah. Uh, Oprah, your competitor, right? Your oh, competitor. Oprah's she, competitor. You know what? No she's, I'll tell you, she's really a great woman. Though. She is a terrific woman. She's, she's somebody that's very special. I have not even thought about it. Um, I guess we'll see. We'll see. Maybe that's part of the whole process. Would she be some? I mean, kidding aside, that you might oh, think I mean, about. If she'd do it, she'd be fantastic. I mean, she's popular. She's brilliant. She's a wonderful woman. I mean, if she'd ever do it, I don't know that she'd ever do it. She's got. You'd ask you know, her. She'd be sort of like me. I mean, I have a lot of things going. She's got a lot of things going. But a ticket that would, of, that would be a pretty good ticket. But she's a very exceptional woman. What makes a good president? Well, I think the leadership qualities. You know, the sad part about President Clinton, who, who I happen to like a lot. But he could have had a great presidency if the whole thing with uh, Monica and Paula Jones and, and the worst of all is, you know, Linda Tripp. I mean, this woman, where she came from, I have no idea. But this is the woman from hell. But he didn't uh, have anything to do with Linda Tripp. No, no, he didn't. But she always seems to surface. And she's just became a part of the administration. But can't you say in all honesty, as Reagan asked when running against Carter, haven't you done better the last under Clinton? You well, Donald Trump. You know what? You the truth, the truth is uh, that Reuben and Alan Greenspan and, you know, those appointments it's on his watch. And it is on his watch. And the sad part is, and what I'm saying is that he could have gone down as a really very good and so negative president. So you'll admit you president. have done well, and the country's done well. I have done well, and the country's done well from an economic standpoint. There's no question about that. And now you're going to see what happens over the next period of a year. Because, you know, when the election takes place, if things aren't doing well, Larry, uh, your Reform Party candidate has a major chance of doing something major. Why so you though, have to see what happens. Why does Gore inherit this uh, character question? Well, Gore is a man that I've said before is a very underrated man. But if he keeps going the way he's going, which has been terrible, he's no longer going to be underrated. What's he's he doing be... wrong? Nobody knows. It's just, I think he's relying on too many people. I think he probably raised too much money and he therefore it's being taken away by too many different consultants. I mean, everybody's got a piece of him. If he'd just go back to being the regular guy that he was, I think it'd do... I mean, he got to be vice president of the United States by being Gore. And now, all of a sudden, you have 15 people tugging on his shoulders and taking money from his various contributions. I mean, if he spent $20 million, I've spent uh, exactly $20 million less. And what do you want in a president? You said, okay, Clinton could have been a great president, not for the character issue. And you're saying the character issue... You, well, no I think it's very important. I mean, Ronald Reagan, to me, was a great president. And whether you're liberal or you're conservative, people really view him as a great president. He'll go down as a great president, not so much for the things he did, just there was a demeanor to him and a spirit that the country had under Ronald Reagan that was really phenomenal. And, you know, there was just a style and a class, and that's a big part of being president. I mean, that's a really big part of being president. Ronald Reagan had it. Eisenhower, now Eisenhower, I don't see him too much on lists of great, great presidents, but there was a nice time in the country that the country had a prestige and he had a certain you know demeanor he was a quality class act there are certain people that have that unfortunately with all of the scandal in the last four years and and what's happening with gore is he's really tainted by it and he's probably the last one to be involved in that kind of a scandal but he's still tainted by so it. it's a tough fair problem. or unfair it's a fact well, I mean, if he were really on his game, he'd get one of his senator friends to go and run against Bradley and him so that you could divide up the anti-Clinton slash Gore vote and he'd get in very easily. Get somebody else At least he'd get the nomination. Strategy. Well, no, it has to be strategy because it's not that Bradley's good. Bradley's not great. I know Bradley very well from New Jersey. I think I'm the largest employer in the state of New Jersey and I know Senator Bradley. And um, 
you know, he was going to be thrown out of office. This guy was not going to be reelected. And then he made the statement that I'm going not to run and the Senate is a terrible place and everybody in the Senate said, wasn't that he didn't want to run. The guy was going to lose. He was going to lose badly. Well, Perot told us uh, back in 92 the kind of president he would be if elected, that he would be decisive, he would be uninterested in pomposity, he would be at work at 8 o'clock in the morning. These are things he would do he didn't like, he, not a big ribbon cutter. What kind of president would Donald Trump be? Well, again, all those things are fine, but, you know, again, you go back to Reagan, and there is a certain pomposity, and there was a certain ribbon-cutting stature that is important for the president. I think that the, the you know, the whole style and look of him were, was just really... Are you saying that's the kind of person you want to well, be? Well, I, I don't say that, and I don't like to be compared to anybody, and, and maybe it would be unfair to them, to be honest with you, but uh, the president has to be a great leader. And Well, Donald Trump's presidential campaign last well it began on october 7th 1999 as he formed the exploratory committee to run with the reform party which was a third party jesse ventura was affiliated with this party but it only lasted until valentine's day of 2014 and then his bid ended because of some dysfunction in the party but just thought this might be a little bit of information a little bit of history uh that you might want to hear uh donald trump and larry king and this shows what a great interviewer larry king really really was if you have any questions you can send an email to bill at allthingsradio.net thank you there we go. And I guess, Bill, okay. just, just an update on Larry King. He is doing a little bit better. He is out of intensive care. He hopes to be going home soon, but he is doing a little bit better. So that that's certainly some good news. One Larry thing I will tell you, that, that obviously being president has done something to Donald Trump. If you listen to his voice, it certainly has aged quite yeah. a bit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And, uh, well, I thought that was there were a few interesting things. First of all, he was, he was pumping that he would be uh, you know beefing, beefing up uh, health care, which was the opposite of what he was, uh, you know, talking about. Then the other thing was that he would run with Oprah. Boy, they would last about five minutes. That's, 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 <laughs> that's funny, yeah. But, you, but you, know, you know, Chris, when, when Oprah was doing her last week of shows, apparently they were good friends because he was on her last week of shows when she did that. What, what year was that? Um, that I don't remember, but I'm sure part... I'm sure part of what caused, you know, the falling out is is they're very different politically. They are. And I don't know, when did he start? I mean, obviously his Obama thing, his birther thing didn't start till, you know, 2008, 2009, whenever that was. So it probably was before that, but I, I don't know. I it's, would uh, bet it was before that because I don't think she's been on TV, what, maybe t- 2005, maybe? Yeah. Has it been that long? But, wow. It's yeah, been that long. Wow. But I, I well, just wanted he, to give he you he a does little... A, he yeah. does lead some people. I mean, he said he wanted to be a leader, and he's leading some people. What can I tell you? But, well, let's not, let's not go into the politics. But if you, no, talk, if you, if you just talk about Larry King, though, I mean, Larry King yeah, had some Larry big interviews because you, you think about all the show, you know, like 9-11 he was on. And, yes. Um, yes. He oh, was, yeah. being, uh, he the, was the, on the, the air. Guy who, the, the guy, what's, what's the guy's name uh, that walked down all those flights? Uh, Michael Hinkson. Hinkson, yes, and that was a good interview. They, he, There was a story, and I don't know if it's true, and he used to say this when he was, uh, you know, doing his calls at night on Mutual, that he didn't read a book, and he would just interview the 
the author of it. That doesn't yeah. make any sense. Maybe somebody else did, but I mean, he had he, questions. He, he said good he questions. didn't want to know any more about the book than, than anybody else who might start reading it. That's crazy. That was his I mean, theory. You know, interesting, that, interesting, interestingly, that, yeah. enough, interestingly enough, Chris, Larry King was also on the air. We mentioned 9-11. He was on the air in 2003 when the Iraq, the second Iraq war started, remember? Oh, sure. He would have been. Yeah. No, I wish I yeah, had. He was you know, actually on the air in uh, 1917 when uh, World War I was born. <laughs> yeah, he probably did. I think he broadcast from a trench. I would love to get some of his old shows from WIOD because in the early days, he interviewed some interesting people. I, I would have loved to hear his interview with Lenny Bruce, for example. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, that yeah. Was good. Very oh, yeah. And as good as he was on TV, though, I thought he was even better on radio. Yeah, well, that's what that was where he he started. So yeah, there is uh, there's an air check on on when he's on mutual where he was clearly falling asleep uh, <laughs> during calls and he he was not <laughs> able to. That was when he was having his heart attack. I think he was having a heart attack know. and he was really tired that evening. He uh, do you remember do you remember uh, him on WIOD, Mike? Yeah, uh, and in fact, before then he was on a station called W. Uh, WKAT did a show, and he talked about a place called Pumpernick's, which was a deli on oh. Miami Beach. Oh, you can't believe and, the food they had. It was great. And <laughs> even before that, he was on a station called WAHR 1490, where he he actually, what he did was he uh, was playing a, a, a song, and the song was stuck for like 20 minutes. Uh, the uh, down the way with the night too gay and the sun. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Calypso yeah. Fair, farewell. Yeah, and uh, then then he was taking phone calls and somebody said, uh, "What happened? You know, my nurse turns on the radio and I can't I can't uh, change the station." He says, well, "What see, do you want to hear reason, tomorrow or something like that?" <laughs> the re- the reason that actually happened is a young lady called and enticed him to go over to her home. Yeah, which was like across the street from the station. Ah. So he put an album on, not knowing it stuck. it would be stuck. We had a DJ here, Jimmy Bird, who uh, was more for WILD. He was a, a black guy. He went over to WBCN, and one night he was playing an album side, and he fell asleep, and it was going, you know how albums would go at the end? Yeah, well, yeah. That's what it did for yeah, about 10 minutes until we woke up. Before, yeah, uh, that happened on WNCM with the guy, the classical music guy, a guy named Bill Watts. He, he fell asleep, and the classical music ended on one side of the record. He was supposed to go to the next side of the record or, or go to the next disc, and it went for like an hour later. So, you know, it How many times has Larry King been married? I know it's many, but I don't uh, know. How many. Seven times, I think. Seven. Oh, wow. I think. <laughs> I think. I don't remember offhand, but I, I think know. He he I'll bet the spousal support bills got high. Oh yeah. yeah. I don't think he's married now. No, he's not. He is not. He's not married now. No. And didn't he? I think like a month or two ago, he lost like two kids within a week or two. I th- I believe. Yes, Ooh. he did. And wow. uh, and he had a stroke last year. Besides having the virus get him this year. He Where does he live at, year. Jeff? Where does he live? Uh, probably out. In, I think he lives out in L.A. Did he do his CNN show from Los Angeles? I believe so. 
I heard him, though, on MLB Network Radio on XM, I think it was about, say, six months ago, maybe, you know, give or take a little. And he did not sound that good. So when you hear that he had the virus, I mean, you did kind of worry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, oh, remember, yeah. he was part of the NFL pregame show for NBC with Bob Costas, Pete Axelm, uh, Will McDonough, a whole bunch of them. And he, he would do, you know, predictions, just throw in his little uh, commentary. He was part of that show oh, back in the Oh, he did like sports on his overnight show. Larry King was one of the first announcers with the Miami Dolphins when they first, first started in Miami. Oh, was he a, a color man, uh, Mike? Uh, yeah, yeah, right. Well, they say on IOD, yeah. Mike on. is right. Go he ahead, did don't. work for that. He was good on sports on his mutual overnight show. Yes. Did oh, he, yeah. He he knew the sport. I mean, you call him up and ask him, you know, what do you think's going, you know, with the pennant race or the basketball. He knew all the teams. He, he you know, he'd give his football pick too when he had oh, time yeah. on a Friday Base, night. He stuff. said baseball was his favorite sport, though. That's why he listens to, you know, the, the baseball channel on XM. He said, I just yeah. listen. Because he said everything. He said the other sports are good, but he said there is nothing like baseball. He was and a Brooklyn Dodger fan, and he had. I remember when he had Sandy Koufax on one night, and it was like he was in heaven. You could tell they knew each other. They knew each other. They grew up. They grew up in the same neighborhood. Yeah, they were friends. They did. They were, yeah. and uh, they were a few years apart. Yeah. Right. Well, the other thing about Larry King is that uh, is that uh, no matter who he interviews, he does a good interview. I mean, I've I've, I've heard him interview every even Angie Dickinson. I know they were dating for a while. He's had her on the show, uh, you know. And he had a guy named was there a guy named in team Tony Robbins? Not the not the promo, not the promotional speaker, but the uh, guy worked for Mutual. And he, they Tony Roberts, yeah, Tony Roberts. Roberts. They yeah, used to joke around game and uh, at Westwood One and Mutual. Yep. Yeah, yeah they used to yeah. joke around a lot during the uh, last hour of his show when he was on Mutual. Oh yeah, because he did the morning sports for the network, on, you know, and. and in the weekday morning, so that's why they were there. All right, go ahead, Bill. Oh, so he went from mutual to CNN, or was there a gap? He or? did both no. for a while. Yeah, there was. They did both. Um, and, but he, but I think at that point first. he was probably in Washington. He was probably doing the CNN in Washington because that's where mutual was. That's yeah. Why. As a matter of fact, when he first started for Mutual, uh, he was working out of Miami at WIOD. It wasn't originally in Washington because uh, right. he was still working for IOD. So Yeah, because oh. he did go to Washington. That's where he was. He, he always talked about being there. Good, good, good stuff. Uh, Bernie, what station was Larry King on in Indianapolis? He was on Wife, WIFE, and then also, for a while, I think he was on uh, 99.5, uh, back before they were Kiss 99. There you go. Wow. Good stuff. I can't even fool Bernie. I cannot fool him. <laughs> I think it's I think it's good, though, that, that he was on WIFE, Bernie, because he had enough of them. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, somebody should have made that point from Indianapolis. He probably would have laughed, too. You know, where you're on WIFE and you've had all these wives. It's kind of funny. He probably would have gotten a kick out of it. Actually. He really But that was the first national radio talk show where you, know, you took calls and stuff. I mean, and I don't know if Jeff and Bill, if you remember this. Do you remember about a month into his presidency, President Carter did one national talk show on Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon on the yeah, radio? It didn't last, but I remember. No, no. It was just a one-time thing, but it was kind of fun. But Larry, they, he was the first national talk show but do you know what you know who did that talk show on mutual before larry king oh yes herb jepko that's right that um long john nebel and candy jones as well oh did long john yes. go national yeah, between okay. them yeah between uh, herb jepko and larry king yeah uh, and, oh, long john. Hey, i okay. think we should move on guys we should <laughs> 
All right. I noticed we didn't talk about Donald Trump at all. We just talked about <laughs> a little, a little. <laughs> right. but, but I, I, leave I, that to everybody else. Everybody else right. is talking about it. The thing today. about Donald Trump, though, is back in those days, everybody wanted him on their show. I mean, Howard Stern, David Letterman, all yeah. of them. Yeah. Now they don't oh. at all. Well, well, you know, he, he, he was good. He's, you know, he he was a good talker and he was interesting. And the way his mind works, jumps, 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 jumps. And you know, that's yeah. always the way it's been. And you know, it's just uh, we won't we won't go beyond that. But that's why he was a good guest. Well, the interesting, in the guest, in the guest the, pool, interesting you know? the interesting thing about him, though, Chris, is is what will happen, you know, as far as these shows once he leaves office on January twentieth, because he's the reason. He's a lot of the reasons that the news channels get ratings. You wonder what'll <laughs> they happen. Come up with new material. Yeah, yeah. you don't worry, what, don't worry. He'll he'll he'll. I, I understand that he's looking at reviving The Apprentice again or something like and that. By, and by the way, new, just for everybody's information, news is just breaking. Uh, in a Twitter video, Donald Trump did say the new administration will start on January 20th. Even though we already knew that, it came straight from him now. Well, all right, Donald. No, thank you, thank you. This is the second time we're hearing this. With, with that, well, let's go back to Jimmy Carter in 1976. And there we go. I, no, that, that was kind of, I don't remember who moderated it with him or whatever, but he did. It was a uh, talk to the president. It was just a one Saturday afternoon. He did it for a couple hours. It was cool. Not all the networks, I think. Uh, watch his feature, uh, his rock and roll president or whatever it is, on CNN yeah. or whatever. It's actually CNN. pretty interesting. It's actually very interesting to hear that one. Mm-hmm. So check that out. It's on this weekend, 9 o'clock Saturday night. There we go. Okay. One of the things that radio stations don't do anymore is count down the top hits of the year. And I remember when radio stations used to count down the top 100 hits of the year starting on New Year's Eve. This week, we're traveling to Springfield, Illinois, and we're going to listen to radio station WDBR-FM count down the top 100 hits of 1976. The recording was made on New Year's Eve, December 31st, 1976, which happened to be on a Friday. And we're going to listen to how this radio station counted down the top hits of 1976. your afternoon mob on Recycle 76 with all the hits of 1976 going from one all the way to 76. One of the biggies by Henry Gross is number 13. This is Shannon. Cycle 76 on a New Year's Eve afternoon. Have the number two song of the year coming up in the next few minutes. A good comeback for former Love and Spoonful, John Sebastian, with song 23. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. with John Sebastian, formerly of Love and Spoonful, with Welcome Back, Cotter, one of the big songs and the big TV shows of the year. WDBR, where Skip Jokel's constant contest gives you the chance to win great prizes every morning. And song number two of 1976 is coming up in the next few minutes. For 1976, song number 37 is by Silver Convention. That's right! WDBR! 76, Irish Styles with song number 54 of 1976. Cycle 76, 1976 was the year of disco, country, top 40, pop adult, and these guys were in two of those categories, with song number 16 from the entire year, Seals and Crofts, and Get Closer on Music 104. 
Recycle 76, giving you the party look with a chance to you to win a plant book. Well, it rhymed. 522-1044. Call the number two wins a plant book from the Springfield Florists downtown. Call me and win from DBR. This is Recycle 76 with song number two, Elton John and Kiki D. For 1976, song number 75 is by Leo Sayer. You make me feel like dancing. Cycle 76, all the big hits of 1976 are going to be coming up all tonight at 1 a.m. This is the Steve and a Man with number 10 of the year, Rock and Me from DBR. DBR with Rich Styles on Recycle 76, all the hits of 1976, including from the top five, number five, Wild Cherry, Fucking Music. Cherry, one of the big disco acts of 1976 with song number five, Funky Music, WDBR, where Skip Jokel's constant contest gives you the chance to win great prizes every morning on WDBR. song of 1976 is coming up in the next 10 minutes from WDBR. Cycle 76 Disco had a very major effect on all the hits from that year, including such stars as The Rhythm Heritage, Johnny Taylor, Wild Cherry, Casey the Sunshine Band enjoyed a very successful 1976 year. Coming out of Miami Beach with number 21, Shaking Your Booty from DVR. DVR with which 
Styles, reminding you, Skip Jokel's Constant Contest gives you the chance to win great prizes every morning on Music 104. And I've got the number three song for the entire year coming up in the next few minutes from WDBR. City, just a little helpful hint from your little, very little helpful DJ in the afternoon. You know how you can tell when you've had too much to drink tonight? You know when you're at that stage where you shouldn't have any more? Well, folk, let me give you one of the hints and one of the clues. If you're talking at the party, you're the life of the party, whatever, and you get your beard or mustache caught in your zipper, just keep on talking, even though you may be speaking into your fly. Jim Blocker, Chris Mathers. Two more prize winners from DBR. You could be next. WDBR. Ruby Cycle 76 with song number 20. Is this the real life to me? Cycle 76, that is Gary Wright, voted Male Artist of the Year by Radio and Record Airplay Award. That is song number 22, Love is Alive. Out of the top 10, Steve Miller had number 10. The Manhattan's Kissing Goodbye had number 9. Boogie Fever by the Silvers was number 8, of course. Rhythm Heritage, theme from SWAT, was number 7. Number 6 was Four Seasons, December 63. Wild Cherry at number 5, and that funky music. Silly Love Songs by Paul McCarty and Wings was number 4. Number 3 was Starland Vocal Band with Afternoon Delight. Number 2, Elton John and Kiki D, and this is the number one song from 1976. Off Chicago 10, Chicago, and if you'd leave me now on Recycle 76, WDBR. If you leave me now. WDBR with which styles on Recycle 76 on a New Year's Eve, England and John Ford Cooley with a song and a big day. We'd love to see you tonight. song coming up in the next few minutes. In fact, two of them from DBR Music 104, where Skip Jokel's Constant Contest gives you the chance to win great prizes every morning on WDBR. WDBR! Rich Styles, your afternoon bionic lip with song number 15 from 1976. Cliff Richard and that devil woman. DBR with Rich Styles at a... 
New Year's Eve, Recycle 76, giving you a chance to win a submarine sandwich in the sub-factory downtown. You're calling number three at 522-1044. You win at 522-1044. Boogie, boogie, boogie. This is number 11 from 1976. Captain Antonio, Lonely Night from DBR. There you go. Memories of New Year's Eve, 1976, at Rich Styles on radio station WDBR-FM from Springfield, Illinois. And those are the days when Top 40 Radio really sounded good. Boy, it brings back some memories for me because I was working at the college radio station back then, and many of the songs played on that radio station were songs we played over and over and over again. Now, if you have any oh, comments yeah. concerning this part of the show, why don't you let me know about it by email. The email address here is Jeff, that's J-E-F-F, Jeff, at allthingsradio.net. For all things radio live, I'm Jeff Bennett. Wow, yeah, that station sounded good. Thank yeah, you. well, I mean, there weren't too many commercials. No, well, no, they uh, they were commercials, and and uh, the guy where I got the air check from commented that the, that he wished that they had left the commercials. Oh, in. okay. They didn't they did not leave them in when they when I got it? So this is the way you. <laughs> but it's a, it, you know it's a small market, but they, they gave away a plant book and a sub. All right. <laughs> well, and they would and they would trade outs for for uh, commercials. Yeah, so <laughs> I know they were. Yeah, great. obviously they were. So, What's WBBR doing now? They are still doing Top 40, and they're owned and operated by Saga Communications. Yeah, wow. DBR. I think BBR is actually the Northeastern yeah, Station. DBR, yeah. Right, WDBR. Yeah, DBR. They're owned and operated by Saga. Yeah. But, and uh, fun jingles. I hate when yeah. the, those stations would skip around. I wanted and to hear, if I wanted I to hear Countdown, too. I want to hear Countdown. Well, WABC did totally that as well. Uh, yes, those they did. Jingles, yeah. by the way, I the, hate uh, it when ABC did it too. Some of those jingles were from the Fusion package that were used in the Hot Hits series of jingles that TM ran on radio stations Fire 14 in Syracuse, WCAU-FM in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, uh, a number of other stations, WTIC-FM in Hartford. Had that. Some of those cuts were from that package. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people use those back then. The stations here would, would do the countdown in order, and then they would start over. Yeah, that's, yeah. What, they, yeah, that's, that's what RKO used yeah, to do. Right. But MEX yeah. used to skip around, and they drove me crazy. And they'd started right cool. after Christmas, but they wouldn't play the whole count. You never heard the countdown no. together. They never counted it down except the top 20. Uh, ooh, good, would do that or something. But they never did it together, and so you never heard it. But they'd start it, right. and then they would mix a, a countdown song in and then a new song, a countdown song. It would drive me crazy. Oh, that's terrible. Oh. Well, Jeff, we had one well, okay, talking about WIFE earlier. Uh, mm. We WIFE back when they were top forty, they would do the top one hundred and thirteen of the year. That's right. Oh. And there are other stations that would do the same thing, like well, some like W not WWD, <laughs> rather than do, but they were on nine seven. They said they'd do the top ninety seven of the year. Yeah, so, right. Go ahead, Bill. Go ahead, Bill. Do you want me to go ahead and insert this Grand Hudson CKLW now? Thing? Yeah, let me talk about it first, and then we'll okay. You, Hey, Jeff, before you do that, because I know we're going to wrap up probably pretty soon, um, I did get a message from somebody who wanted you to address real quick the issue of the live hours versus recorded hours on the news station. Well, I mean, this is uh, the WBBM is starting to record some of their hours and, and for their all news station. Uh, KYW in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, I believe, does some of that as well. Um, WINS used to what they would do, but this is years ago. So they would they would record, they would do their live all night. The all night person would work from from one until five or six o'clock in the morning. From one into three, he'd be live. From three into four, they would re they would play the one to two or the two to three segment, and they'd automate the time checks, and then they'd be back live again and they play. You know, but this is uh, this is the sign of the times. They they don't want to hire other announcers. Uh, so 
But the station in New York is live and local, WINS, and they say it all, all the time. We are live, local, 24 hours a day, and they do very, very well. So, mm. IOD, IOD records their news at night, and they play the news doing the coast-to-coast uh, -coast thing. Yeah. And you hear the same news stories over and over well, and over. Well, that's one thing to record your hourly news for five minutes. But what he's talking about is a whole a whole news station, like BB right. or BBL, uh, right, doing a right. whole hour over and over and over again. That's right. And BBM was, and BBM was the station that was mentioned. Right. Yes, they were. Because they, they were doing it live all the time. So obviously they made some cutbacks. It's another way of cheapening the sound of the radio station without yeah. having to spend Absolutely. a lot more money. Let's, let's make but, ourselves uh, I wanted to get back to this uh, because we're, gonna, we're, Tim, we're running into your time, but I know you don't mind. Uh, hey, we got it. Uh, raised hand too, Jeff. Okay, let me get to that. I don't know why my script is. I don't know why mine Go did. Go ahead, but... Lionel. When you unmute yourself, please. Yeah, I think I find it kind of weird that though. <laughs> One thing I do like, I'll, I'll get to it in a minute. But uh, W uh, CBS, they've got uh, Levon Putney or Levon Leon Putney, Levon, yeah, and uh, Farnack or is it Farnack or no Lesser. They go one hour him, one hour uh, him, and then they go back and forth. But one thing I do like about Putney, he plays some good uh, soul music as bumper music during his local reports. <laughs> yes, he does. Thank you, Lionel, very much. Thank yep. you. <laughs> now, one other thing I wanted to talk about was this uh, guy that we featured on uh, on, Seek, on all of the coffee club, as a matter of fact. His name is Jim Reese. He worked with uh, Dave Reekin when Dave Reekin worked at uh, Altoona, Pennsylvania. They worked at the same radio station, and I and and I and, and talking to Dave really uh, built uh, Jim Reese was really a very men a mentor for Dave and they worked together and uh, they became very good friends and they reconnected back in 2016 if I'm not mistaken well he passed away this past week now under normal circumstances we would say well why are you mentioning him because Jim Reese was Jim Reese but he was also his alter ego was Grant Hudson and he was a great newsman the 2020 news on CKLW and when you listen to what we're going to play next the news writing and the style of the news you don't hear today anymore. I love this kind of news because uh, guy in Syracuse that worked at WOLF was had a lot of his newscasts written in that same kind of style. So I, I think we'll have to remember uh, Grant Hudson or Jim Reese best as he's best known doing the news on CKLW. In 20 minutes before 6, this is Grant Hudson, CKLW 2020 News. There he was, a big, burly, hard, steel-hauling man sitting in the cab of his rig on Van Dyke and Lance, crying. The light had turned green for the little boy to cross the street, and as soon as it turned green, he jumped out into the street, and that the steel truck was coming uh, pretty fast with the load of steel behind him and couldn't stop. And it came through the light and hit the little boy and knocked him about uh, 15 to 20 feet, and then hit him again, and uh, eight wheels of the truck ran over him. And uh, crushed him pretty bad. And uh, the truck driver sitting behind the wheel of the truck now crying pretty bad. The carcass has been pulled from a car along I-75 in Lincoln Park. Well, the Michigan State Police Crime Laboratory uh, technicians are here. We're beginning to uh, process the car for uh, trace evidence and uh, take the body from the car, search it, uh, and see if we can come up with some identification. And uh, if we fail to uh, identify it, we'll take fingerprints and uh, check with Detroit Police and see if we can come up with an identification. That Lincoln Park policeman says, Passers-by located the automobile near the London overpass. The big eight foot wise to that one by a call on the confidential hotlines. When you see a happening under your nose, tell us at 254-CKLW in Windsor, 961-NEWS in Detroit. We offer the weekly cash award and pay $1,000 each year for the year's biggest story. It's 
20 minutes before 12, this is Grant Hudson, CKLW 2020 News. The Hitless Tigers can use this guy's talents. Mount Clemens police have a 36-year-old man in custody. Seems he got home about 5 o'clock this morning from an all-night spree. That ticked off the little lady who unleashed a verbal barrage at the man. That apparently the last straw for him. He picked up his genuine Willie Mays Power Eyes Lightning Strike Louisville Slugger baseball bat. Proceeded to hit a thousand on the woman's head. She's dead. He then turned on the children. They're in serious condition. Rape on the seventh floor of the city county building in Detroit, and you're hearing it first on the Big Eight. Secretary from the mayor's office boarded the elevator on the 11th floor. One man already on. He pulled a knife, forced her off on the now vacant seventh floor, took her to room 724, and raped her. Screams were heard all over. Officers on the 11th went down to check, couldn't find the room, and by the time they did, the sex deviant was gone. The helpless secretary just lying on the floor. She's in good condition, but shaken. Elevators don't stop on the seventh floor now, and security inside the building has been beefed up considerably. Randall Carlisle, 2020 News. You see news happen near you. Tell the Big Eight anytime, 24 hours a day on the police agency. Do not attempt to move that canister. The contents are highly dangerous. University Mayor Roman Gribbs has a mad on for an unidentified rapist. A butcher knife wielding pervert cornered a secretary in the elevator at Detroit City County Building and rode her to the vacant seventh floor and proceeded to sexually assault her. After the incident, he put his blade away and bolted, leaving the young secretary to fare on her own. The seventh floor has been vacant since the 2nd of March as the county is expected to occupy it within 90 days. Guards are being considered for future surveillance of the crime-stained seventh floor. This afternoon pulled up something they weren't planning on for dinner. The kids were fishing in the canal over there and uh, uh, they spotted something wrapped in a blanket. And it wasn't the first time this thing was spotted uh, before a day or so ago. One of the kids mentioned it. But uh, this time it came up to the surface, I guess, and one of the kids got his hook caught in it. It turned out to be a rotting body. Eyewitness Charles Evans tells the 2020 hotlines that stiff sank to the bottom then. That's when police were called in. The worm-baited hook belonging to Victoria Finley, who tells what that floater looked like. She was black, she had short hair, and she had um, her legs tied around her neck, and she had a crook tied around her legs, and her hands was tied up. That thrilling catch pulled from the water along Harding between Jefferson and the canal. Wayne County Sheriff Bill Lucas having a stiff of his own to worry about. That body located south of Ecorns in Van Buren Township. The man shot in the head right through the blanket he was wrapped in. His body was found in an open field. The Wayne County Sheriff's detectives are currently investigating to try to identify him. It's interesting that in his pocket at the time was found a police-type badge, which he apparently used to identify himself. Rim Reaper's sharpened side striking in today an unidentified boy about three or four years old felled by flying hot lead on a target range. That young wife snuffed out when he rounded a hill and caught a bullet in the head. CKLW weather, just ahead of much more music and Eddie Rogers. Partly cloudy and cold tonight, low 32, cool Friday, high 50. Mark index 36, light air pollution. The current temperature, 44 degrees. Sunny of 44, Cleveland 46, Toledo 44. This is Grant Hudson, 2020 News. Some presidential comments causing a furor in Ottawa. The Watergate tape show former President Richard Nixon held Prime Minister Trudeau in something less than high esteem. Paul Talbert reports. Here at American Embassy offices, there's a flutter 
over Nixon's statements. The fact he called the Prime Minister asshole Trudeau is embarrassing to the officials working across the street from Parliament Hill. Will there be an official apology from the American ambassador? No, I'm told. What was said in the Oval Office reflected Mr. Nixon's views. Okay, 20 minutes before one. This is Grant Hudson, CKLW 2020 News. You heard this first on the Big 8. Accommodations are getting tighter at the Wayne County Morgue as officials stare at 16 new feet peeking out from under those rubber blankets. Eight murders since midnight, three of them happening a short time ago in an attempted quadruple blow-off. The address is 9100 at Lafayette Boulevard, Cornover, Claremont. I heard the police officer telling that killing the, uh, apparently uh, one of the people who was shot, that uh, her sister, that they were shot through the head, you know. Two women are dead, one man is dead, another man now into the knife at the emergency room at Ford Hospital, all suffering multiple stab wounds. They weren't shot, officials tell the big eight. There are some signs of ransacking in the house. Uh, the, uh, the bodies uh, reflect uh, stab wounds. Uh, there is uh, one, one survivor uh, who is now at Ford Hospital. Another deadly duo of Detroit dastardly deeds is the dice decreed death. A disagreement over 7 come 11. Now she's in heaven. The man who delivered that double-barreled death with his package of penetrating pellets has been pounced in the pen. In another case of hot lead in the head, an heavy-handed hitchhiker tipped with a trigger and paid his bill in bullets. It's 20 minutes before 12. This is Dick Smyatt, CKLW 2020 News. CKLW radio and television were knocked off the air this evening when one of the steel guy wires mooring the 600-foot television antenna was cut apparently with a hacksaw. The upper portion of the tower directly behind the station's studios on the Windsor waterfront was in danger of falling onto the building. All staff members in the building were evacuated, as were people in residences nearby, forcing the three stations, CKLW Television, AM and FM, to sign off the air. At the present time, workers for the Canadian Bridge Company are working with CKLW engineers to guy up the tower. CKLW Chief Engineer Stu Clark said the tower is designed to withstand 90-mile-an-hour winds even when the tower is coated with ice. With the severed guy wire, he said he estimated that the tower could withstand 25-mile-an-hour winds. Fortunately, the winds this evening are very light. Clark says that he received a crank letter threatening to down the television tower unless CKLW Television carried all the NHL playoff hockey games. Even after broadcasting all night, Dick Smythe was still on the job. There are easier ways of making a living than broadcasting, but they're not quite so much fun. Somebody with a hacksaw cut through one of the guy wires on CKLW Television's tower last night, causing the tower to sag dangerously for a time. Homes near the studio were evacuated. The staff had to leave the studio, forcing the three CKLW stations off the air. CKLW AM resumed broadcasting from its transmitter in Harrow about 30 minutes later. Television and FM are back to normal today. The tower is 650 feet high and carries the antennae for both the television and FM stations. The hacksaw was wielded by an irate hockey fan who had threatened to cut down the tower after a recent hockey broadcast was blacked out. CKLW President Cam Ritchie explains that the blackouts are the NHL's decision, not the stations or the networks. We carry all that are available to us. If they're not available and they don't come on the CBC TV line to us... Oops, my Did you like that one? Yeah, my, my microphone wouldn't come on. <laughs> Sorry about that.
Yeah. Well, that was, that was interesting. And, of course, they, they did news, good newscasts. You know, of course, we had RKO, and they did it the same way. You'd get a newscast every three hours during the day, and it was, but it was about a 10, 15-minute newscast. And they did a lot of it on the phone. They didn't have many reporters, and they'd just get, you know, if something happened, they'd call the county sheriff's office and talk to somebody or whatever they did, and that's how they, they got their stories. You don't see newscasts like that. There was a guy in Syracuse when Mr. Coffee, when they had those Mr. Coffee coffee makers, and they were, they were, they were not manufactured properly. And he wrote a, an article that said something like, some of those Mr. Coffees are roasting their owners. <laughs> <laughs> so, Very good. Well, they, they, they must have wrote their own newscast. They, 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 you would never introduce that murder where the guy hit the woman over the head with a baseball bat. Yeah. He would be fired in two seconds if he did that today. Oh, my oh, goodness, man. yes. Oh, I yeah. love it. I love that kind of news. It's unfortunate. Oh, well, I'm not going to say it's unfortunate. But, yeah, I will say it's unfortunate. You don't you, you don't see that anymore. So That's for sure. I was thinking of him yesterday describing, the, you know, I mean, they... Uh, Oh, what was yeah. going on yesterday? Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. And we would, and, and when we when we interviewed him, I talked to him about that newscast and about uh, the way they how we wrote those newscasts. So it was a very, you know, maybe we'll have to put broadcast that again at some point. But but we do have that. So yeah, good. All right, Jeff. I know we got to get the going to Tim. Do you want me to? I'll go ahead and play this other feature, and then we'll go into Tim and say yeah, thank you that, to everybody. Yeah, the, the last feature is that's the last feature, and what it is is two radio stations. Well, uh, WQFM in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, or Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. Yep. I've heard it pronounced both ways. And CKDX Jewel 88.5 in Canada. I kind of like to kind of mix things up a little bit. This runs about 13 minutes long. So, Tim, you'll be, you'll be you'll be a little late, but, you know, you don't mind. So so we're, we're slowly trying to take you off the air, Tim. I mean, <laughs> poor Tim. Poor Tim. I mean, that's just the way things go, Tim. So here we go, and thank you very much. Now that we're back from our vacation, there are a lot of radio stations that have changed their format and a lot of other radio stations that we'd like to feature as well. This week, we're traveling to Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania and Newmarket, Ontario. In Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, radio station WQFM dropped its alternative rock format in favor of a 90s and more format. The station is owned and operated by the Shamrock Times. That's the local newspaper. Then we'll travel to Newmarket, Ontario, which is about 24 miles north of Toronto, Ontario, and listen to radio station CKDX-FM 88.5 The Jewel with their soft adult contemporary format. So without further ado, why don't sit back and enjoy these radio stations on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. From the Manuka Subaru Studios... WQFM Nanakoke Wilkes-Barre, WEZXHD2 Scranton, the new Q92, the 90s and now. From the Manuka Subaru Studios, W241AZ Clark Summit, W274AO Scranton. The new Q92, the 90s and now. The new Q92, the 90s and now. Yo, listen up, here's the story about a little guy that lives in a blue world. Welcome to the new Q92, the 90s. And now, the new Q92, 
listen now. and the Supremes in and out of love and we're just about out of 2020. 2021 is uh, one day away, New Year's Eve coming up. You may want to pop out and get that bottle of baby duck to celebrate 2020. <laughs> Something cheap, you know, just like my parents used to have back in the 70s. I'm Ken Chambers. Nice to have you along today. And last week, the United States sold the most amount of vinyl records in history in a single week. What's your album collection look like? It broke the record set just one week before that, where 1.445 million were sold. The new record is the biggest weekly sales of vinyl in the country since records began in 1991. I'm sure Canada is about the same in these figures. For the first time in 34 years, LP sales outpaced CDs during four separate weeks in 2020, all of them since September. My 20-year-old son, Evan, loves his albums and his record player and Santa brought him a few for Christmas as well. We'll go back to Elton John's Honky Chateau album in just a moment. First, a look at Jewel up to the minute traffic. Jewel 88.5 Traffic Update. I'm Dan Dealey. More traffic in less than 15 minutes on Jewel 88.5. Jewel 88.5 
Sports Jewel 88.5. The forecast calling for periods of rain ending this evening, then cloudy with a slight chance of flurries. Overnight low minus one. Tomorrow should be mainly cloudy. Temperature steady near plus one. Winter weather travel advisory is in effect for today for the Barrie area and the surrounding areas, so just be aware of that. Right now it's four in York Region and the GTA, and it's two in Barrie with another check of Jewel up to the minute traffic. Jewel 88.5 traffic update. Light favorites. Jewel 88.5. The best variety of music ever. Light favorites. Jewel 885 anywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Download that at the App Store or Google Play. Here's America. Jan Arden, Could I Be Your Girl? And head to Jewel885.com for all the latest information, contests, and promotions, and uh, announcer show schedules as well. And you can listen live with a Listen Live player there, too. Information time coming up with Kenny Fowler at 4 o'clock. Now another check of Jewel up to the minute traffic. Jewel 88.5 traffic update. Jewel 88.5. CKDX 88.5 FM at Ebenon Radio Group Station, Newmarket, Barrie, York Region, and Toronto. Well, there you go. Two radio stations with two very different formats. We started things off by listening to radio station WQFM, serving the Wilkes Bar, Scranton, Pennsylvania area with their 90s to now format. Then we followed it up with radio station CKDX FM, Jewel 88.5 from Newmarket, Ontario, with their soft variety hits format. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the show, why don't let me know about it by email. The email address here is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F Jeff at allthingsradio.net. For All Things Radio Live, I'm Jeff Bennett. This concludes another All Things Radio Live. Join us every Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern for the latest radio news, interviews, caller questions and comments, station scopes, and more. Visit the show's official website at www.allthingsradio.net and visit the Legend website at legendoldies.com. Join us again next week for another All Things Radio Live on the 